，享受工作，乐生活。就算不在办公室，也能从容应对线上会议。HP Dragonfly 透过专业的 HP Presence 设计，内建降噪及会议快速键，搭配清晰的 Ben and Offson 音效，增强音讯及视讯功能。HP Dragonfly 顶级商务笔电，采用 Windows 11专业版。让您在会议中享有最佳的视觉和听觉品质。U.S. fighter jets over the weekend shot down a Chinese spy balloon off the Carolina coast at the orders of U.S. President Joe Biden. American military officials say they will record, recover the wreckage of the balloon as soon as possible, and analyze its technological capabilities and the intelligence, if any, it collected. The incident has triggered a diplomatic maelstrom. China made a strong protest, alleging the balloon was just a civilian weather balloon that had gone off course. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken postponed his planned trip to Beijing as a result. Long contrails left behind a jet plane were seen in the sky, while the Chinese balloon became shapeless and drifted downwards. We went outside and we saw the fighter jets circling around. There were about three or four of them, and then after that, we heard a bang and the balloon was gone. U.S. President Joe Biden ordered that the Chinese balloon, which had caused a sensation when it intruded into American airspace, be shot down once it had moved over the eastern seaboard after a few days and left land areas. On Wednesday, when I was briefed on the balloon, ordered the Pentagon to shoot it down. On Wednesday, as soon as possible, they decided that the best time to do that was when we got over water. They successfully took it down, and I want to compliment our aviators who did it. According to a senior defense official, that they effectively mitigated the ability of the surveillance balloon to gather intel as it made its way across the country. Crucially, that same official says the U.S. was able to do the reverse to gather intel about the balloon itself. After the U.S. warplane shot down the spy balloon, the Chinese Foreign Ministry immediately issued a statement saying it was strongly dissatisfied. It protested the U.S.'s attack on a civilian unmanned airship. China also accused the U.S. of overreacting, saying that the balloon had simply gotten out of control and entered the U.S. by accident. Sometimes it can be very difficult for scientific research and military matters to be completely separate from each other. The Chinese explanation is that it was for scientific research purposes, and the U.S. says it was for military use. So each side has its own interpretation. The U.S. wants to shoot it down, and after it's down, take the load underneath the balloon for further study. Originally, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken was scheduled to visit China on February 5th and repair relations between the two sides. However, the balloon incident prompted Blinken to postpone his trip, and now any hopes for improved Sino-U.S. relations have deflated. Switzerland and Finland are the latest in a string of nations to send dignitaries to Taiwan. Both nations' parliamentary delegations happened to arrive in Taiwan Sunday, marking their first visit to the island since the outbreak of COVID. A political analyst thinks that the Russo-Ukrainian war has prompted European countries to focus on the security of the Taiwan Strait as well as show support for Taiwan. 
代表说他对我们台海的一个和平的一个重视跟关切。This just shows how much importance they attach to peace across the Taiwan Strait, and how concerned they are about it. Switzerland attaches great importance to the construction of its own national defence force. Finland has been trying to join NATO. After the outbreak of the Russia-Ukrainian war, Finland has found itself in a similar situation to Taiwan, being at the forefront and facing the pressure from an authoritarian regime. I think the visit to Taiwan carries a very important message, and that is the world's free and democratic societies and nations are united. Both the Swiss and Finnish delegations will visit President Tsai Ing-wen, Foreign Minister Joseph Wu, as well as other heads of government agencies. They'll also pay a visit to Xinju Science Park. Worthy of note is that the Swiss delegates have included in their itinerary a visit to the outlying island of Jingmen, a first for foreign dignitaries. Ferry services connecting the outlying islands of Jingmen and Mazu with China's Fujian province were suspended three years ago over pandemic concerns. Now, the Mainland Affairs Council has announced that the services, known locally as the Mini Three Links, will resume. However, the council stated that transport will only be available to county residents and not to people living in Taiwan proper. Some Taiwanese business people in China are up in arms over the restriction. However, a lawmaker thinks the council is right to be prudent when it comes to opening up to China. The Mainland Affairs Council announced that starting February 7th, ferries involved in the Mini 3 links will resume regular services and will not just be used on special occasions. However, for the time being, only those with household registrations in Jinmen and Matsu and their spouses and children can use them. Taiwanese business people working in China are up in arms. A lot of Taiwanese businessmen in China are very angry, especially the presidents of many Taiwanese business associations. They are very, very puzzled when they hear this. First of all, the epidemic situation is well under control between the two sides of the strait. During the Lunar New Year holiday, the number of confirmed cases among Taiwanese compatriots traveling between the two sides was very, very small. Calling it normalized implementation of the mini three links is basically keeping things as they are. There is no progress at all. You just added the word normalized to trick the people of Jingmen. The main problem is that the epidemic situation in China is opaque. It's just not possible for China to be free of COVID cases after the Lunar New Year. Of course, the Mainland Affairs Council has to consider the needs of Taiwanese businessmen or those traveling between the two sides of the strait for business and education purposes. But I think the more important thing is that it must also protect the general public on the Jingmen side. So there won't be a large number or an unexpected number of infections that might increase the strain on Jingmen's medical capacity. Legislator Lin Jingyi pointed out that if the door to China is rashly opened, Jinmen, which is on Taiwan's front line, may be the first to be affected. Moreover, the long-time pro-China WHO Director General Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus even came out recently to assert that China was under-reporting the number of its COVID-related deaths.
Before allowing further cross-strait exchanges, Taiwan has to make a comprehensive and prudent assessment of the situation. Well, today is Lantern Festival, which is the 15th day of the Lunar New Year. Before the lanterns were lit, a colorful street parade was held around Taipei City Hall, and 19 performing groups took turns to strut their stuff. They included Taipei Lingansha, a one-and-a-half-century-old Taiwanese cultural society. Its performers rode bicycle-pulled floats in shapes of a clouded leopard and purple crow butterfly, among others. The marching bands from Jingmei Girls High School and Jianguo High School also took part. This year also saw four performing groups from Japan and one from Korea. Breakdancing is a popular street dance that combines showy movements that include all sorts of acrobatics. The dance form is set to debut as a sport at the 2024 Paris Olympics, and Taiwan is ready to give it a go. B-boys and B-girls from all over the country have been training for years for a chance to shine on the dance floor. Now, some of them are training with Taiwan's top athletes at the National Sports Training Center in Kaohsiung in hopes of winning a ticket to Paris. Here's their story in our Sunday special report. The B-Boy starts with a power move, a move relying on speed, momentum, and acrobatic elements, and then transitions to freeze. This is the Metro Street Dance Competition 2022, and it's drawn the best B-Boys and B-Girls in the country to pit their skills against each other. Spinning on their heads, hands, and backs, these breakers put their muscular endurance, balance, and energy to the test. Breakdancing, also called breaking or b-boying, originated in the U.S., and people who dance in this style are called b-boys and b-girls, or breakers. The most interesting part of breaking is considered to be the battles, which are turn-based competitions where two breakers are judged on their creativity and skill. During a battle, breakers taunt each other with exaggerated and provocative expressions and movements. When the music drops, you first listen to the track and then you express yourself to your opponent. When the music is playing, you have to have some back and forth. It's actually a fun process, a bit like arguing or debating. One important point is that you want to overpower or embarrass your opponent. It's more like that, like a contest. Breaking is a challenge of limits and involves coordination with the rhythm of the music. During battles, DJs throw out random tracks and breakers must adapt on the spot to come out on top. You don't know ahead of time. Only when the DJ lays down the track do you know what the music will be, so you have to think fast. You have to figure out how you'll play with the rhythm, so you have to listen more. Typically, you will have an understanding of which DJs tend to play which music. I think that your ability to express yourself and your ability to move during the battle are things that dancers basically place a lot of value on.
well-known b-boy Liu Chenda, who is also on the breaking national team, made it to the semifinals at Metro Street Dance Competition 2022. Liu's teammate from the national team, Luo Guochen, judged the competition, and fellow teammate Sun Zhen was also on hand to cheer Liu on. Sun, 23, was born on the day of the 1999 Gigi earthquake. Therefore, he goes by the alias Quake. At 11, Sun began to learn about breaking, and in recent years has become the new dark horse of Taiwan's breaking scene, taking everyone by surprise. In 2021, Sun came out top in Taiwan at breaking's most respected competition, the Red Bull BC1. He flew to Poland to join 40 other champion breakers from around the world and took part in the final competition. Quake, not wasting any time. On beat. W. Sun didn't pass the quarterfinals in Poland, but his participation in the event made him known throughout the breaking world. In 2023, Breaking is set to enter the Asian Games, and in 2024, is expected to be an event at the Olympics. Taiwan is ready, having assembled a Breaking national team out of eight of the country's best breakers and three coaches. The team, which is the country's first in the sport, practices at the National Sports Training Center in Kaohsiung. Moving along to the music, Sun spins freely as if unaffected by gravity. The group of athletes and coaches has an average age of 26, and each of them has been breaking for roughly a decade. Breaking is something they share in their DNA. Over the past seven years, Sun has performed in 20 different countries, and in 2022, he was chosen to compete again at the Red Bull BC1 event. In November, he flew to New York to compete in the event's world final competition, making him the second person in Taiwan to do so. I'm very nervous about it, but also very much look forward to it. After all, it's my first time at the World Final. When I was younger, I dreamed about it, but never imagined I'd make it here. I hope to give the best performance I can. I won't say I'm going to win, but if I dance my best, that will be enough. Fellow breaker 25-year-old Chen Yuning was once picked on by classmates for being clumsy. Her B-Girl Championship win at the 2022 Red Bull BC1 competition was a hard-fought achievement and the scar on her left shoulder from broken arm proves it. This is a keloid scar. The surgery left a relatively deep scar. Every time it gets better, I end up training really hard putting lots of energy into it, and then the scar tightens up on me. In my journey with breaking, I've had lots of breakthroughs. 
I remind myself that I've had so many breakthroughs and so this scar is also something I can be okay with. It will be a force to push me around. That impetus continues to push Tsung forward, and now breaking has also moved forward from being a subculture to becoming an Olympic sport. With no precedent to guide them as their pastime turns national sport, breakers and coaches alike are feeling their way along as they go. There's also the issue of our tactics. For example, what do we play when we encounter opponent A? What do we do when we encounter opponent B? These things we need to predict in advance, and when we know the situation our athlete finds themselves in, we can decide their actions. We will probably focus on strengthening our creativity and musicality, and then work on our skills at matching the moves in the music. In transitioning from dancer to athlete, the breakers must adjust their mentality. The training also needs to be adjusted, and weight training now forms a part of their daily routine. Their dancing involves a combination of many repeated moves, and so they train their hands and feet, as well as some special movements. This way, it's much closer to their actual performances. Adorned in a white dress shirt, dress pants, and leather shoes, Zhi Peizhen meets with a client for his day job at an insurance company. Seeing him like this, it would be hard to imagine his other identity as a champion b-boy. Xu changes into some street wear and heads into the studio. The 31-year-old champion of the Metro Street Dance Competition 2022 heads up the Xinzu-based breaking group Keep Going Breaking. KGB is also where fellow b-boy Sun got his start. When I was younger, Peizhang was like an idol to me. Later on, I became a second-place champion, and last year I reached the semifinals at the Red Bull BC1 competition. I've battled against him. At the time, the significance of that battle to me was so great. Since I was younger, I've always followed in Peizhang's footsteps. Breaking will be part of the 2024 Paris Olympics, which I think will be very good for the breaking scene in Taiwan. In the past, breakdancing was just an interest, but now dancers can become national team athletes. I really envy Sun that he could come into it at this opportune time. I'm already 30, and I can't devote myself wholeheartedly to the sport now like he can, because I have a child, I have a family. However, whether someone is a professional athlete or not, and regardless of their age or personal identity, all that matters in dance is one's passion.
It's the weekend and the national team has left the training center. But for big girl Yang Jiali, dance is still the main focus of the day. Intensely rehearsing their dance moves, recording their rehearsals, and reviewing the footage, this was all part of a larger plan for the 10-member KGB. In November, the group traveled to LA to take part in the freestyle session competition, a 10-on-10 group battle. 能够真的能够体现Breaking样貌的,其实是比较贴近团体赛那种感觉。This really reflects what breaking is about. It's closer to a team competition. It's a bit like a fight between gangs. We get embarrassed and tempers flare up, but there's no physical conflict. Instead, we communicate through our dance moves. We use our dance skills to persuade each other. I think it's really fun. Taiwan's B-boys and B-girls are stepping out into the world and are set to make waves at the Paris Olympics. Breakers like those at KGB are setting the stage for future generations to have battles of their own. Under the influence of a cloud system from southern China, the Lantern Festival on Sunday was a wet one in the northern and eastern regions, while the central region also had brief and scattered showers. Starting on Tuesday, under the influence of northeasterly winds, rain will continue in the north and east, while central and southern Taiwan will see the sun. Let's hear from the Central Weather Bureau. Tomorrow, a front will form near Taiwan and will pass through the Taiwan region. In the northern and eastern regions, the rain will be more widespread. But when it comes to its length, there's a good chance that the rain will be brief. In this coming week, there won't be any strong cold air masses moving southwards. So for the coming week, the range of low temperatures in various regions will be between 16 and 19 degrees. In the early hours of Sunday morning, with low temperatures and sufficient moisture in the air, snow suddenly fell on Xueshan in central Taiwan. The accumulation reached 5 centimeters. The CWB says there won't be any strong cold air masses in the coming week, but that mid and late February will be on the cold side. <laughs> 